Letter fifty six of Clarissa Harlow, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Clarissa Harlow, Volume three by Samuel Richardson. Letter fifty six. Miss Howe to Miss Clarissa Harlow. Tuesday, April twenty-fifth. Be comforted, be not dejected, do not despond, my dearest and best beloved friend. God Almighty is just and gracious, and gives not his assent to rash and inhuman curses. Can you think that heaven will seal to the black passions of its depraved creatures? If it did, malice, envy, and revenge would triumph and the best of the human race blasted by the malignity of the worst would be miserable in both worlds this outrageousness shows only what manner of spirit they are of and how much their sordid views exceed their parental love tis all owing to rage and disappointment disappointment in designs proper to be frustrated if you consider this malediction as it ought to be considered a person of your piety must and will rather pity and pray for your rash father than terrify yourself on the occasion none but god can curse parents or others whoever they be can only pray to him to curse and such prayers can have no weight with a just and all-perfect being the motives to which are unreasonable and the end proposed by them cruel has not god commanded us to bless and curse not Pray for your father, then, I repeat, that he incur not the malediction he has announced on you, since he has broken, as you see, a command truly divine, while you, by obeying that other precept which enjoins us to pray for them, that persecute and curse us, will turn the curse into a blessing. My mother blames them for this wicked letter of your sister, and she pities you, and, of her own accord, wished me to write to comfort you for this once for she says it is a pity your heart which was so noble and when the sense of your fault and the weight of a parent's curse are so strong upon you should be quite broken lord bless me how your aunt writes can there be two rights and two wrongs in palpable cases but my dear she must be wrong so they have all been justify themselves now as they will they can only justify themselves to themselves from selfish principles resolving to acquit not fairly to try themselves did your unkind aunt in all the tedious progress of your contentions with them give you the least hope of their relenting her dark hints now i recollect as well as you but why was anything good or hopeful to be darkly hinted how easy was it for her who pretended always to love you for her who can give such flowing license to her pen for your hurt to have given you one word one line in confidence of their pretended change of measures but do not mind their after pretences my dear all of them serve but for tacit confessions of their vile usage of you i will keep your aunt's secret never fear i would not on any consideration that my mother should see her letter you will now see that you have nothing left but to overcome all scrupulousness and marry as soon as you have an opportunity determine to do so my dear i will give you a motive for it regarding myself 
for this i have resolved and this i have vowed o friend the best beloved of my heart be not angry with me for it that so long as your happiness is in suspense i will never think of marrying in justice to the man i shall have i have vowed this for my dear must i not be miserable if you are so and what an unworthy wife must i be to any man who cannot have interest enough in my heart to make his obligingness a balance for an affliction he has not caused i would show lovelace your sister's abominable letter were it to me i enclose it it shall not have a place in this house this will enter him of course into the subject which you now ought to have most in view let him see what you suffer for him he cannot prove base to such an excellence i should never enjoy my head or my senses should this man prove a villain to you with a merit so exalted you may have punishment more than enough for your involuntary fault in that husband i would not have you be too sure that their subject to seize you is over the words intimating that it is over in the letter of that abominable arabella seem calculated to give you security she only says she believes that design is over and i do not yet find from miss lloyd that it is disavowed so it will be best when you are in london to be private and for fear of the worst to let every direction to be a third place for i would not for the world have you fall into the hands of such flaming and malevolent spirits by surprise i will myself be content to direct you at some third place and i shall then be able to avert to my mother or to any other if occasion be that i know not where you are besides this measure will make you less apprehensive of the consequences of their violence should they resolve to attempt to carry you off in spite of lovelace i would have you direct to mr hickman even your answer to this i have a reason for it besides my mother notwithstanding this particular indulgence is very positive they have prevailed upon her i know to give her word to this purpose spiteful poor wretches how i hate in particular your foolish uncle antony i would not have your thought dwell on the contents of your sister's shocking letter but pursue other subjects the subjects before you and let me know your progress with lovelace and what he says to this diabolical curse so far you may enter into this hateful subject i expect that this will aptly introduce the grant topic between you without needing a mediator come my dear when things are at worst they will mend good often comes when evil is expected but if you despond there can be no hopes of cure don't let them break your heart for that is plain to me is now what some people have in view for you to do how poor to withhold from you your books your jewels and your money as money is all you can at present want since they will vouchsafe to send your clothes i send fifty guineas by the bearer enclosed in single papers in my norris's miscellanies i charge you as you love me return them not i have more at your service so if you like not your lodgings or his behaviour when you get to town leave both them and him out of hand i would advise you to write to mr morden without delay if he intends for england it may hasten him and you will do very well till he can come but surely lovelace will be infatuated if he secure not his happiness by your consent 
before that of Mr. Morden's is made needful on his arrival. Once more, my dear, let me beg of you to be comforted. Manage with your usual prudence the stake before you, and all will still be happy. Suppose yourself to be me, and me to be you. You may, for your distress is mine. And then you will add full day to these but glimmering lights which are held out to you by your ever affectionate and faithful Anna Howe. I hurry this away by Robert. I will inquire into the truth of your aunt's pretenses about the change of measures which she says they intended in case you had not gone away. End of letter 56